It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We get our fix with John Paul Flame of the Sports Junkies talking 25 years of sports talk radio in the DMV today on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am your host, David Harrison, writer over at SI.com Fan Nation, on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Met Her show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time and on the Odyssey app on Twitter at Russellmania621. Not here for this episode, but I've got a special guest joining me here in just a little bit. We want to thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen Every single day we are free and we are available on all platforms. And today we are brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout the NFL playoffs. David Harrison of the Locked on Washington football team podcast joined now by John Paul Flame on Twitter at GlassJoeJP, host of the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. Chances are you've probably heard of him. Probably a fan of his as well. And his partner is also available on Odyssey. Author of Still Barking, a book about friendship, brotherhood, and 25 years of the sports junkies. Over my shoulder here, you can check out the cover. It's a great read. Welcome to the show, John Paul. Thanks for joining me here on the Lots on Washington Football Team podcast. Thanks, David. Uh, so jumping into the book, first of all, I mean... I don't know. I don't know how you you prep for interviews. When I read books to, for for interviews, I kind of read it with the mindset of I'm prepping for an interview, right? So I enjoyed it in that sense anyway. But I can't wait to go through and read it just as a reader and, and a consumer of sports because it's already entertaining. Just preparing for work. But let's go back to the beginning of the sports junkies. Uh, you got yourself, John Paul. Obviously, Cakes, Bish, and Eb. Today, everybody wants to be in the media landscape, of course, and it's easier than ever, right, to produce content. Uh, I would say quality content is probably another story, but anybody really can shoot, record, write, whatever you, whatever type of content sure. you're trying to create and get it out to as many people that are, are willing to consume it. But when you guys started, I mean, that was kind of a, of a novel idea. It really wasn't being done. Guys weren't just saying we're going to create content and people are going to enjoy it. And it definitely wasn't uh, as easy, obviously. But so first off, tell us about the motivation uh, to start the sports junkies. I know it didn't start off right in idea anyway as a sports junkies. And then the process of getting from idea to now, I mean, one of the most well-known set of voices in the DMV sports arena. Thanks. I mean, we started with the cable access TV show and to go back, four of us grew up as friends. The book is about friendship and brotherhood, but we were kind of all doing our separate things. Jason played college basketball, Bish, AKA Lurch. Um, and he was looking to find a job in sports. But Kate got a job at Toys R Us. We bust his chops about that all the time, but he was a retail manager. I was in law school. Eric was in grad school. And he came over to my house one night during my first summer of law school when I was back home with my parents. And he said, hey, would you want to start a cable access TV show? Because his mother-in-law saw some friends of ours, guys that we grew up with, and they were doing a cable access show. And it was a light bulb moment for me and for Eric. And it was like, 
Sure, why not? And then once we started doing it with the four of us, we really thought we had something. And then we started kind of pushing. And back then, like you said, nowadays in media, anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can start a YouTube channel. But back then, getting in the newspaper was a big deal. And it was kind of a push to how do you get this show, this little cable access show in Bowie, Maryland that nobody is watching, that has girlfriends running cameras and family running cameras. How do we get this show noticed? And we started making the show better. At least we thought we were making it better. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I got in touch with uh, Dick Heller, who wrote for the Washington Times as a media writer, and pitched him the show, pitched him the friendship. And that's really what got him. He said, okay, send me a tape. And I sent him a tape, not necessarily expecting a response. And he calls me back a week later and says, you know what? I kind of like it. Can I come watch you guys do a show? And he wrote an article about us in March of 1996, which changed our lives forever. Because that article comes out in the Washington Times, the radio station, WJFK, was a hot talk station, but they had just bought the rights to the Washington Redskins at the time. Now, any sports content, they had Howard Stern in the morning. They had Don and Mike, a morning zooish show on in the afternoons. They had the Grease Man. They had G. Gordon Liddy, a political show. And on the weekends, they just had cool jazz. They were a super popular station here in D.C., but they had no sports content. So when they signed the Redskins, all of a sudden they created a sports weekend and Somebody saw that article, Jim McClure, who was the assistant program director. Dick Heller's article leads to Jim McClure, leads to a tryout, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's how it works, right? That's networking 101 there for anybody looking to break into any type of industry. Uh, now, of course, in my, in my writing career, I've written a lot of lengthy articles, and I'm talking over like a thousand words, uh, which obviously pales in comparison to writing a book. So what motivated you to write this book, and what was the passion kind of behind getting that 25th uh, anniversary story out there to the masses? Well, I'm proud of our story, you know, and when we do a show day to day, we're doing it five days. You don't often look back. It's kind of a grind. Like, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? What are we going to talk about the next day? And it's rinse and repeat, right? But looking back on it, I was in law school. EB was in grad school. Jason was kind of doing his thing, looking for a job in sports. And that little idea of Eric coming over and asking, do you want to start a show? It led to these 25 years. So Last year, I knew the 25th anniversary was coming up, and I was motivated to kind of write the story about four friends. Like, it truly is unique. Okay, I've known two of these guys since I was three years old and working with them. In any field, that's almost impossible. And then to do something that is fun. Like, we have a fun job. I just talk about sports. We talk about our lives. We have fun. We do a lot of goofy bits. And I'm doing it with my boys. Jason, I've known since high school together. So I'm proud of that story. And I wanted to kind of document it. It's something, the way I look at it now is, it's something that my when I have grandchildren, they're going to be like, what did grandpa do? Well, I can just hand them the book. So I actually had this job where we did some wild things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, and it's a great story. And I think it's, it's a good learning lesson. As entertaining as it is and as fun and as amazing it is, I think it's important too. I mean, you know, uh, at one point during my military career, I kind of had a shift in vision. I said, you know, what do I want to do after uh, I get out of the army? But most of us that are career soldiers, we say, what do we want to do when we grow up? That's kind of how we look at it, getting back to the real world. And same thing. That's how, kind of how I embarked on sports. I said, you know what? I don't want to go in and wear a suit and, and work uh, a typical nine to five grind the, the way everybody else does. I want to have fun and I want to do something that I enjoy. 
and just go for it and grind it out. Right. And, and that grind, if you're, if you're good enough at it and, and if you're humble enough about it uh, leads to your rise in success, obviously the rise of the sports junkies has been uh, incredibly in, impressive. When did you guys realize though, that this was no longer just an idea, a dream uh, and, and all those things and that you were going to be able to do this for what is now again, turned into a quarter of a century. So we did that cable access show for really about a year. And we got discovered then in March of 96 with that article and we did weekends. And when we did weekends, it took a little while. It felt like we were gaining a little popularity. We sounded different back then, look, 51 years old. But back then we were these 25, 26 year old guys, kind of almost sounded like frat boys, even though none of us were in a fraternity. We sounded different than kind of the traditional model of what was happening back then were a lot of Mike and the Mad Dog type shows where you had kind of a professional broadcaster and maybe you would have an athlete, not that Mad Dog was an athlete. Or here in this area, there was Doc and Dan in Washington or there was Kylie and the coach. But all of a sudden we were four guys, we were young guys having fun on the radio and we sounded different. So we get a shot then on weeknights. And I would say personally, everybody may have a different vibe, but the first time we hit number one, which was in the fall of 1997, I was like, okay, people actually like what we're doing, having fun. This can be the gig. And for somebody that was in law school or parents that were like, what are you doing? Making $75 a weekend? What are you doing? It felt kind of rewarding. It was like, okay, I think yeah. that we've, not to say that we've arrived on the top of the mountaintop, but we've arrived that we're stable Hopefully we can get more contracts. More to come with John Paul Flame, including a little bit of insight into how the sports junkies got to be where they are today and his thoughts on where the Washington football team is going. We're all looking for an edge these days. Washington football team looking for an edge in the NFL draft coming up. And I'd like to thank the OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as possible. Last week, the experts at OnlineGambling.com asked me for my Super Bowl prediction. This week, it's a divisional round upset, an underdog that, in my opinion, could pull pull off a huge victory. I'm picking the 49ers over the Green Bay Packers. I just think that's a very dangerous matchup for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think what the Niners' defense does against Aaron Rodgers and that offense is going to work very, very well, and I don't know that the Green Bay Packers can counter enough to win this game. Jimmy G going to be incredibly important, obviously, in that game. If you're thinking about backing an underdog in the divisional round, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. And while you're there, check out their OG tips section where you see their own underdog picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Thank you again for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every single day. A big announcement right now. The Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to Los Angeles for Super Week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. More now with John Paul Flame of the Sports Junkies. Absolutely. I mean, that's a good, that's a good feeling right? when you get to the point where you know they, they, it's something that's sustainable, right? I think that's what everybody's looking for, something sustainable. Uh, so hitting that moment is, is awesome. And speaking of moments, you chronicle so many awesome moments in the book. I mean, it's 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 almost a little chaotic reading through everything you guys have been through in 25 years because as you're consuming it, like you're, you're living it with you guys all in the moment. It just seems like so many different things, championships, events, concerts, personal moments uh, also in the book, which I think is, is an awesome touch. Um, if a reader had time to read just one chapter in this book, or if somebody's browsing through a bookstore and they pick it up and they say, you know what, let me read one chapter and see whether I like this book or not, which is the chapter you point them to? Wow. Uh, wow. It's a I'm lot, to a lot of chapters. Uh, you know what? The very last chapter is obviously the most personal chapter to me. I don't want to give it away, um, but it has to do with my mother who passed away. And in the end, my boys are there for me. And that's what the book's about. Look, we're a group of friends, like I said, really brothers. We've been connected for many, many years that preceded the radio show. And I think we'll, who knows when the radio show will end, but the friendship and the brotherhood, that's going to exist forever. And I think that that's what comes out, hopefully in the last chapter and throughout the book. Um, It kind of depends what you're looking for, because the big theme of the book is friendship and brotherhood, but there are a lot of sub themes. There's sports nostalgia. There's chasing a dream. There's kind of the inside nitty gritty radio business contract stuff within the book. So there's a little of everything. There's radio show characters. Um, you know, I, I actually like there's a chapter in the book called Attention Dollars, which is really about this card counter that became a character on the show. Rom the card counter, but it really is about the phenomenon in radio. It's not unique. You find these guys that sometimes will only get beat up on. They're calling the show and you make fun of them. And then they call back and they call back and they don't mind being kind of the butt of all the jokes. He coined the term attention dollars. And it's true to those radio guys getting noticed, whether they're a caller Jim in Alexandria, David from Fort Meade, whatever it is, they like that attention. And it doesn't matter if they're getting crapped on. And so the chap, that chapter is kind of unique. It's a short chapter within the book, but somebody might read that and be entertained. But like I said, um, there's also sports stuff, right? We're, we are a sports show. Um, we're a mix of sports content and lifestyle and celebrity and gossip and all that stuff. But for 25 years, have been successful in D.C., even though for most of those 25 years, there's been almost no success. And kind of there's a buildup to finally we got to taste the championship with the Capitals and then the Nationals. So there's a chapter in the book called Everybody Loves a Parade, but it's really kind of set up throughout the book. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head there to, to classify this story under like one genre of story would be so difficult to do because it is, it's just a mix 
uh, of so many things. And there's so many fun stories with it, uh, insight into what happens in the studio, uh, bobbleheads, which, you know, if anybody ever made a bobblehead of me, I think I'd be amazed. Uh, <laughs> you yourself, John Paul boxing before YouTubers made it uh, kind of the trendy thing to do. But it, that, it, like you said, it's insightful. It's That's real. True. I didn't and- cash in like a Paul brother. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like, <laughs> I also didn't last as long as the Paul brothers. <laughs> oh, that would probably help. Um, but like you said, it's also raw. And, and I mean, you know, the, the loss of your mother, like you were talking about, I mean, writing it couldn't have been easy. Uh, I, I, you know, I imagine you, you had to have cried writing that a little bit. I think you had probably had to be a little bit therapeutic. I teared up reading it, to be quite honest with you. Um, I mean, I had to stop and start reading it again multiple times just because I could feel the authenticity. And I, and I appreciated the vulnerability in you writing that. I think your readers I will appreciate that. I'm sure the audience uh, that listens to you guys on a daily basis also appreciates that authenticity. Um, so anybody looking for that, you, you need to check out the book. It, it, I appreciate that. And I'll give a little shout out to my editor, Dennis Tuttle, um, because my original ending okay. was actually moved to the prologue. And it, the story of that is uh, I have a buddy, really good friend of mine that doesn't really listen to the radio show. <laughs> and he doesn't know kind of the history of the, 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 the guys on the show. Um, it's somebody that I met five or six years ago. So he doesn't know all the relationship stuff. And when I started writing the book, I sent him the first chapter. And he said to me, he goes, <laughs> he goes this really kind of reminds me of Entourage. And so the original ending of the book is kind of taking the four of us and putting us into the entourage characters. Yeah. And, and I actually did really like that ending of the book. But when I met up with this editor, I'd already finished the book. And he's like, this kind of feels like a prologue. And then I had to kind of figure out, well, how am I going to, now i got to write a new closing. How am I going to write this new close? And it fit. And this is a little like a uh, spoiler alert, but uh, I don't know if you picked up on this, but at the end of the book, look on the radio, I'm known as JP, known as Cakes, uh, Eric is known as EB, and Jason is known as Lurch or Bish. End of the book, when I look out um, during the eulogy and I see my boys, I write in the book their real names. Just some spot in the book. Um, Because at the end, like I said, the book is really about friendship and brotherhood. And we did chase a dream. And then there are all those stories kind of within it from, you know, burying RG3's career, doing wacky cakes in a coffin. We've done a lot of crazy stuff. So going back to your first question, very long-winded, that's why I wrote the bit, the book, because we have done so many things and experienced so many things and been fortunate that an audience has been with us for 25 years to allow us to do it. Yeah, it's been quite a ride. And, and the book chronicles it beautifully again. Uh, sports fan, comedy fan, you know, fan of media, just, just a good time, good read. Um, it, it's definitely something I recommend. And as soon as we get done with this interview, it's going up on my shelf over here. This is supposed to make me look smarter to our listeners and our viewers. So it's nice. going right up there. With, and and uh, this is supposed to make me look smarter too behind yeah, me. That's absolutely. I think that makes you look degree. smarter. Than I you. actually have a degree. <laughs> um, moved into a new house. This room is a, a work in progress, but my wife was like, you should put your degree on the wall. Absolutely wall for a decade plus back for one more segment with john paul in just a minute and if you have unusual circumstances about your life you might think that's going to complicate your taxes this season but for TurboTax live experts that's what makes things interesting maybe you inherited a condo 
and you're renting it out and maybe you're getting paid in crypto and you're just not sure how that's going to get taxed. For TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right expert who has experience in your unique situation and can answer all of your tax questions right from your phone or your computer. They can even take care of the whole filing process for you. Whether you launch your own startup or are working multiple jobs and juggling multiple incomes, an experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process or do your taxes for you from start to finish to get you the tax deductions you deserve. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax Live. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now for one more segment with John Paul Flame of the Sports Junkies, David Harrison here at on Twitter at DHarrison82. My partner, Chris Russell, not here for today's episode. You can find him at WrestleMania621, the show at locked WFT pod, but it's going up there with Joe Gibbs, Tony Dungy, Bruce Arians, among some others. So it's, it's definitely Honored. Uh, a, a great book to pick up, but before I let you go, John Paul, obviously I got to ask you about the current state of Washington football. And I know you mentioned that's kind of the biggest rating season in, in, in the DMV. I think that that's true for a lot of, a lot of markets. Uh, two things that we have to talk about first and foremost, the new name and the uniforms. What are your thoughts on how everything has gone down really from Redskins to Washington football team to now? Uh, do you have a favorite or do you have an official prediction on what the new name is going to be? I don't have a favorite of the ones that are left. Yeah. We did it on our show and maybe I did it as a bit. My personal name would have been Washington enemy because I'm a big public enemy fan. Yeah. You could, you know, play a lot of, you know, uh, shut them down on defense. No. Welcome to the terror dome. That would be the stadium. Yeah. Mostly a bit. Um, I don't know for sure, but kind of the, the, the conventional wisdom now is they're going to be the commanders, which is fine. It seems to be kind of a safe play. So we'll see. Um, on our show, it's kind of mixed. Some people were just sick of kind of the buildup and like, just give us the name already. Right. I actually don't mind the hype videos. Like, I think the last one was really well produced. Now all of a sudden there's kind of more speculation, people trying to crack the code, looking at, looking at like reflections in glass. <laughs> um, so I would, if I had to bet, I would probably bet on commanders. It makes sense. Yep. Kind of, you know, shout out to the military. Um, and it, it, it does kind of seem like the safer play. Yeah. That's, I think we've kind of had the same sentiment on, on our show as well. Uh, and of course, you know, the way the team looks and I know, you know, Chase Young and Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin have been doing a lot of of hyping up for how the jerseys look and, and all that stuff. It's not going to matter, really. If, if wins don't come with the new threads, no. it's really not going to matter. And quarterback uh, is obviously the biggest question to answer uh, for the Washington football team and whatever they're going to be known after February 2nd. What are your thoughts on Taylor Heineke, the quarterback situation in Washington, uh, and how do you foresee them approaching it this offseason? Well, let's start with Taylor Heineke. He's a backup quarterback. I think it's pretty obvious. Taylor Heineke, I'll give him credit. I, I like the guy personally. I like the story. I think that he's a competitor. But if Taylor Heineke is your starting quarterback, you're not going to be a perennial playoff contender. You need better than that. Just look at what's left in the playoffs right now. 
like out of the eight quarterbacks left, I'd probably say, and this is probably jumping the gun on a couple of them, but you might have five Hall of Famers yep. out of the eight quarterbacks. I mean, jumping the gun on right. you know, Josh and but I mean, talking Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I mean, it's the best of the best that are there. So I think two years under Ron Rivera, they've kind of just passed the buck on drafting a quarterback or finding the right guy in free agency. Maybe they tried to make a play for Matthew Stafford, clearly ended up um, with the Rams. Mm. They have to draft a quarterback. Personally, I would draft a quarterback. Now, everybody says this year's draft is as good as last year's draft. And look, most of those guys flailed this year. I mean, Mac Jones was the best and he was the last one drafted. It is Ron Rivera's job, not JP Flame's job. Ron Rivera's job to find the guy. He doesn't have the guy in Taylor Heineke. Free agency, if you go down the list, they're not going to get Russell Wilson. They're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think Derek Carr, like if I'm the new coach or new GM of the Raiders, why am I letting Derek Carr go? You're going to find somebody better? I'm not saying Derek Carr is a world beater. So to me, out of the free agents, the only guy who I think will shake free, according to reports, is Jimmy G. So Jimmy G is an upgrade. I do think he's an upgrade. Is he the long-term solution? You seem like you're somebody that's followed Washington for a long time. He feels like a Brad Johnson. (laughs) Johnson made Washington better, like a long-term guy. So I almost, if I can get Jimmy G for a second-round pick and something else, you know, Deron Payne, everybody throws his name in there because of the fight on the sideline. Okay, so second-round pick, Deron Payne, whatever. Jimmy G, and then draft the guy. I don't know if it's Pickett, if it's uh, Corral. Um, I kind of like Sam Howell. Look, I don't watch a ton of college football. I went to bowl game a couple years ago with my son. I was like, who's that dude from North Carolina? He's good. Apparently, he was better a couple years ago than he is now. So I don't know if he's the right guy, but I do both, free agent and draft. And Heineke's my number three, whatever. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty much on the same page. Hey, Nike guy, I, I'm not. You know, I, I like the story. I like I like where he came from and the and the effort and the grind. You know, and and you'd love him see him rise to the top of the charts, right? Just like the sports junkies did. But I just I don't think it's in the cards for him. But I mean, hey, look, uh, th- he could do a lot worse than being a full season long starter for an NFL franchise. I mean, there's not a lot of people out there in the world that can say uh, they did that. And and like you mentioned, a lot of Super Bowl or uh, Hall of Fame potential caliber quarterbacks playing uh, in the postseason right now. Which Super Bowl prediction? My Super Bowl prediction, um, I take the Packers almost every year, and uh, it hasn't happened. Uh, but I'll go with the Packers and the NFC. Um, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this game between Brady and the Rams. I could see the Rams setting the Bucs. Um, but it'd be hard to believe if, like, Stafford – let's say Stafford pulls it off, that he can then win at Lambeau. Um, Brady did it. Uh, he do it again. Maybe, but I'm going to – I'll roll with the Packers. And uh, the trendy pick now in the AFC seems to be the Bills. But let's go Chiefs. So, Chiefs-Packers. But I've probably picked that the last three or four years. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been close the last three or four years. One of them making it, obviously, back-to-back. Uh, so, again, host of the Sports Junkies on 106.7, the fan, John Paul Flame, joining me here, author of Still Barking. Get the book. Again, highly recommend you guys get this book, Still Barking. Dot com is the website uh, for those of you and let listening. me just pump it up too. Yeah. Like I, I also like to say uh, there's lots of pictures. Yep. The pictures 
tell the story. There's a kind of a top 10 moments list at the back. There's some extra features. So you asked me at the top, why do I write the book? I'm proud of the book. Um, I'm not a professional writer. I haven't cranked out 40 books like John Feinstein, uh, but I put this out, got some help from some great people. Uh, again, Dennis Tuttle was my editor. Doug Stevens um, designed the cover there. And uh, I think it's a fun read. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. Again, the website is so barking.com. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, the link will be down in the show description. Easy for you to find. I'll go ahead and do that. And of course, if you uh, read the follow-on article, I'm going to write for Sports Illustrated. The link will obviously be in there as well. And make sure you follow John Paul at GlassJoeJP on Twitter and, and listen to 106.7 The Fan. Listen to the Sports Junkies. If you can't listen to them on the radio, download the Odyssey app. That's where I listen to the Sports Junkies. So uh, that they hey, get me you in Sports Illustrated, David. Make it happen, man. It's a follow. <laughs> we were there in 1999, and I've had to live with this that they documented me failing the bar. I did <laughs> time, um, but get me back in inside. Absolutely, I can at least get you on the website. I don't know printing out website pages isn't as sexy as printing out covers and and all those things. But I mean, uh, appreciate your time, John Paul. Good luck with uh, the next 25 years and beyond of the Sports Junkies. Appreciate it, David. All right, once again, a big shout-out to John Paul Flame of the Sports Junkies on 106.7. Again, highly recommend the book, guys. Very entertaining. Looking forward to reading it again without having to prepare for an interview, just getting to enjoy it as every sports fan should. Again, I want to thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast. First listen every day. Come back tomorrow. Chris and I will have one more episode to wrap up the week for you. Now, make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.